0: Welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove.
1: Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Shane Grove, host of the From the Shadows podcast. I am with the Ozark Howler. Ow. No, I don't know if I should have, You know, <laughs> and I'm with the super producer Jason. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Hey, and, and thanks. If you're wondering what the heck is this showing up in my uh, my my podcast feed, this is a uh, a new little thing we're going to do. It's called ten minutes or what would we call it? Short, stories, call of it, yeah. short, yeah. short, short stories. Stories. Yeah, short stories with the Ozark howler. <laughs> short stories of the Ozark howler. So uh you got five or ten minutes in the middle of your week we're going to uh bring you a little uh, little story from the howler and hopefully it'll uh tickle your funny bones make you feel good about yourself give you something to look forward to tide you over till our regular episode drops on friday so thanks for checking us out and uh let us know what you think um Hopefully you enjoy the howler. Spending ten minutes with the howler as much as we do.
0: Enjoy, everybody.
1: Grover, we were just talking about the
2: nuances of policing in a town you grow up in, especially small town. Exactly. And and I I had went to you know I knew the sheriff. I I got a a cop job, but it was working in a jail. You know, and and at that time my my sheriff was a real proponent of education he had a uh a master's degree um the chief deputy had a master's degree and you know they used to always brag they got them in the 70s when they meant something that's what these guys would tell you um and i hadn't graduated yet so i, I worked in a jail but they had gotten some uh community what they call community policing money it was a new thing at the time and and they were they were needing somebody to work in these Uh, small towns because most of the real cops did not want to, even though I was a deputy and I worked in the county when the sheriff first got me to go out there I would have to work eight hours or four hours in this town and four hours in this town, little bitty towns, you know, six, seven hundred people so you're very limited on what you can even do because there's just not a lot of activity you know, so the first town he sent me to very little training. I went to back when in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, it was a three week school called the 120. So it was 120 hours of training, and by gosh, here's your gun and badge, and you're it. So I went through three weeks of school, and and now I is one. You know, I last it's a joke, joke. You know, I couldn't spell police last week, and now I is one. And <laughs> but you're paranoid, and, and and where I was at, so so my boss basically said that hey, my sheriff coming up and say hey, you drive out there and and it happened to be my hometown you drive out there and and make yourself seen you know sit in a school zone do this do that whatever so the first day i was paranoid getting shot you know i would just want this police school where they'd show you camera car cameras were in their infancy at that time and every video they showed you was somebody shooting the police so i for the first I don't know, you know how many, the, the first 30 hours I worked out there, I only pulled over people I knew. And I didn't write anybody a ticket. You know, I pulled over <laughs> my buddy's dad or some yeah. dude I went to school with. Because I knew they wouldn't shoot me.
0: And then, <laughs> I don't
2: know, isn't that nuts? Isn't that nuts? So, anyhow, the, the odd part about small town policing is they all want something done, just not to them.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah not, yeah. not to them and the guy i was replacing was an old you know there was a there was a dude that, that kind of worked out and he still worked at the department but he was a retired military policeman and and he you know you were either a violator or you weren't and he wrote everybody tickets in and the sheriff i worked for you know sheriffs are elected officials he was getting a little pushback on that does that make sense because yeah. these people although they wanted to cop in their town they didn't you know they didn't want them getting a ticket so
1: yes
2: exactly. so that was kind of a big joke You, what you do is you give locals warnings and out of towners tickets I know it sounds terrible for me to say but that's just the way it used to be it's the way it you know, should be that's just exactly you know, the way it should be so and then you knew <laughs> hey, and you knew when you're driving in somebody else's town to pay attention
1: that's right
2: that's right so Anyhow, there was a guy I went to school with. He was a couple years older than me, and 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 it was just a tremendous had a lot of stuff going on when we were young. He was a tremendous athlete, tall, good looking guy, but he was a heavy drinker. But but I think he's okay now in his fifties, but back then, you know, really wasted a lot of opportunities because of alcohol addiction. Okay, so so but I knew him. I've known him my whole life. So I pulled him over one day, and he didn't have a license. But I didn't know he didn't have a license until I pulled him over. Well, I let him go. Well, rumor got back to me because he was kind of you know I you know I it, it wasn't I don't think he ever got arrested for anything but either drinking or driving or not having a license. So word got back to me one day that. He was 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 eroding my authority by me letting him go. He told everybody that he could drive where he wanted because I wouldn't arrest <clears> him. <throat> him. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, rather, so instead of just keeping just, his mouth shut, there you go, he's you know. got to go down and tell everybody that he can do what he wants because, you know, and when word got back to me. So I really kind of took that to heart. Mm hmm and I arrest him three or four times in about 10 or 12 days.
0: <laughs> he because had to come in. this
2: 400-person, 700 person town.
0: Yeah. You, you see what mean?
2: You see, you probably saw him every time he turned around. Uh, yeah, if I had to be out in that town. And he's not mean?
1: supposed to, he doesn't have a license anyway. Yeah, right. Said, right. So,
2: so that's he the should. problem these people get in, in never-ending cycles, because when you get in trouble in a small town, something like, the, they know who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, of course. I started kind of feeling bad about it. And... But hey, that's the way it goes. Did, so, he, ever, did he ever learn his lessons? Yeah, lessons? this is what happened. Well, this is what happened. Okay, right. okay this is the punchline. We're going to the punchline. I All know right. it's a long-form method on this story. <laughs> so a guy that we went to school with was getting married. Now, I'm a non-drinker. Okay, well, and i am known, you know, I've been known as a non-drinker. Okay, my mom was Baptist. I'm Baptist. You know, I, I don't even want to get into the nuances of that, but I'm just a non drinker. And so a friend of ours was getting married and he said, hey, we're renting a, uh, a van, a big like conversion van. We're going to go up to St. East St. Louis, St. Louis and go to some bars. And I hate to say strip clubs, but I'm just going to say it here. Strip clubs.
1: Right. And we
2: want you to drive. So I'm invited to be the driver. And I said I don't have a problem. Well, the pro the well, we're the, Let's call this guy Jay. Jay is is going to be there. He's the guy I've arrested four times. Is that going to be a problem? I said no, I ain't got a problem. You know, if he doesn't have a problem with me driving the van, I don't have a problem with him riding in the van. You know what I mean? So yes. uh, we end up up in this East St. Louis, Missouri strip club called Roxy's. Now, I used to drink copious amounts of Mountain Dew, and the downside to that is, if depending on what kind of finger foods or stuff I'm eating, I could get uncontrollable diarrhea at the drop of a hat. <laughs> now, you drink two liters of Mountain Dew, and you start eating some hot wings at a strip club in St. Louis, you got to take dump. I mean, that's just the way it is. So I walked in as bad. The problem with the bathroom at that time at that club. So when you're sitting on a toilet, you're kind of out there and and like open, it would be like taking a dump on top of Devil's Tower in Wyoming or something. (laughs) And you got all kinds of weirdos and freaks and shit coming in. You know what I mean? You don't know who you're going to be exposed to. So I'm trying to hold it. I'm trying to hold it. I'm trying to hold it. I can't hold it. I can't hold it. Finally, I just got to go. So I get over there and I walk in the bathroom and the coast is clear. But I know if I sit down on his toilet, all kinds of weirdos can come in. Well, lo and behold, who do you think is the closest guy I can see to that door?
1: The guy you've arrested five Jay.
2: times. Let's call him Jay. Big, good-looking <laughs> me. He's still in his prime, early 20s. Big old strap and six foot three, four, you know, 200 pounds. And I said, hey, dude, I need a favor. You need a favor from me? I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, man, this is important. And he said, what? I said, I got to take a crap, and I don't want anybody to come here. Would you watch? for me i said this is the deal man you watch that door i'm taking dump i'll never arrest you again for for traffic violations if you do something else i can't help you but he goes okay so he stood his back to me his front to the door and kept the patrons at bay while i took double dump you know it's one of them ones where you go and then you you get done and you stand up and you're walking to the bat and sink and all of a sudden you got to go again it's like it settles back down (laughs) and about three weeks later whatever There's a car in a ditch in this little old town in order for me to wait for a tow truck. It's going to take 45 minutes or an hour. And this guy says, well, I can call my grandpa. I said, yeah, I'll have him come. Well, he doesn't really drive. I said, how's he going to pull, pull you out if he doesn't drive? And they said, well, he's got a guy that helps him on the farm. Sometimes they're cutting wood today. He he could be there. And I said, okay, well, lo and behold, who do you think pulls up in this old man's truck? this dude, let's call him Jay, he rolls up. And there I'm at a crossroads. He's, he's, I can see the look in his eye, he's worried about whether I'm going to uh, break <laughs> our... <visiting laughs> watch the door. And I said, hey, can you pull him out? And he goes, you're going to arrest me? And I said, no, just I told you I wasn't. So I'm a man of my word. Man, I never
0: arrested him again. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast, and on our Instagram page at Instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our web page at from the shadows podcast.go sites.com or Contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows. And tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out.